0: Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today on the podcast, we're going to look at Psalm 84. This is a reading from the Daily Lectionary in the 2019 Book of Common Prayer. I'll read, then we'll pray, and then we're just going to spend some time today uh, thinking about the renewing work of the Holy Spirit as we learn to live our lives with God. The psalmist says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, indeed it faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young. At your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise. Happy are those whose strength is in you and whose heart are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. The God of gods will see be seen in Zion. O Lord of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than live in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, happy is everyone who trusts in you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we thank you for your word. Uh, Lord, wherever it is that we're accessing this reflection, I pray for your Holy Spirit's presence to be real to us, near to us. And I pray, God, that you would help us to find our way to Zion, that we would have in our hearts the map, the highways of Zion imprinted on our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Y'all, we chose this psalm today because I believe it's a really fitting beginning to the Easter season. So if you have been tracking with the liturgical year, and I'm an Anglican pastor, and so I, uh, in my church work and in my daily um, devotional work, I, I follow the rhythms of the year. We have just left and finished the season of Lent. And if you're anything like me, you are been really ready for Lent to be finished and behind us. It seems like we've been living in a, a year long Lenten season with this pandemic and all the uncertainty surrounding it. And so thanks be to God for Easter. And I will just say that I did not grow up in uh, the Anglican church or even a liturgical home or a particularly organized religious home. My, my parents came to know the Lord and so we were uh, they were hippies. We we ended up in a very non-traditional or like low low church, free church setting. So I never knew about Lent and uh, as a as a young Christian, Easter was just one Sunday where you got really dressed up and talked about Jesus and the empty tomb. Well, I want to share something with you if you've had a similar experience to myself. Easter is not just one day. It is 50 days. So where Lent is 40 days, Easter is 50. The the church call this season the great 50 days. It takes more than one Sunday for us to wrap our hearts and our heads around the resurrection. And so I just want to invite you to uh, the observance and celebration of a robust Easter season. Y'all, now is the time for us to think about and engage new life. This is an opportunity and a time to celebrate, to feast with friends and family. Uh, This is an opportunity and a time to cultivate in your yard to uh, pick up new hobbies um, redemptive habits and patterns of living this is an opportunity to learn how to feast if the lenten season is about fasting the easter season is about feasting Y'all, this is a wonderful time for us as Christians to lean into the resurrection of the Son of God. If you have never read it, I would encourage you to pick up N.T. Wright's book, Surprised by Hope. I'm going to be rereading this book during the Easter season, and you'll probably hear some of my reflections emerging here and there in the podcast. So Easter, what a gift. The passage before us uh, today, Psalm 84, I think actually really gives us some tracks to run on as we imagine what it means to be an Easter person. The psalmist begins by saying, even a sparrow finds a home with God. That's what Easter is all about. Easter is about you orienting your heart toward home. And I love the fact that the psalmist says a sparrow, which is a, a bird of, of little significance, that even such a small, vulnerable creature finds a home in the house of God. Home, the idea of security, uh, the idea of belonging, the idea of rest. These are the themes of Easter, if you've been in my church and, and, frankly, maybe just in the wider liturgical church during the Easter season or the uh, Lenten season, rather, we've been sitting with the story of the Exodus. I think it's a great way to think about Lent, the idea of moving out of bondage like the Israelites did with Egyptian bondage and moving toward home uh, is a really powerful metaphor for what the Lord wants to do in each and every one of us. So here in Psalm 84, we see that the poet is longing for home. He says, how lovely is your dwelling place. My soul longs it even faints for the courts of the Lord. And so the picture that we have here is is of someone who is not yet home, but is remembering home, longing for that place of security. And if you're anything like me, that's where you are right now. We're not really, most all of us, where we want to be. We're not feeling as uh, at rest and at ease as we would like to be, but we're longing for it. And that's where I think Psalm 84 comes in as a real help. The poet says, happy are those who live in your house. Happy are those who have a sense of learning to be with God and abide with God. And y'all, I just sense that there is a real invitation for all of us to learn how to be with God. To learn how to abide with Him. This is why I think your daily time with the Lord is so important. This is why I believe it's so important that we all carve out space at the beginning of our day, you know, before it gets rolling downhill with email and busyness and text and work and productivity and problem solving, to be still, to be quiet. To read and pray and orient ourselves around the good work of god learning to be with god takes practice y'all it will not ever just happen to us accidentally we need to make space for it but the poet doesn't just say being with god the the sparrow in the house the poet also says that when we learn to be with God, we also find our strength in God. The Lord doesn't want us just to be vulnerable and weak and fragile our whole life. He says, happy are those whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways to Zion. And the picture there is one of the most compelling images for me in all of the Psalms. It's a person being away from home, not being where he wants to be or she wants to be, longing for home. But saying, I know the way back, the highways, the map to Zion, the the way back, the, the pattern, the pathway back home to the city of God is in my heart. And I think that's what the Lord wants for you and me. He wants the highways to home to be imprinted upon our souls A person who remembers, a person who has not forgotten where they come from, a person who knows I may not be where I want to be, but I know that there is a way home and the Lord is calling me home. I believe the Lord is actually inviting you and me to name the places where we would be tempted to forget where we come from. See, what the poet is saying here is I come from God's country. I, my home, the place of rest for me is not in what the world can offer me. It's where the Lord is. And he's saying, I'm not there right now, but I know the way back home. So where have you forgotten whose you are? Where maybe have the highways, the map of the highway back home to the heart of God, where has that maybe become obscured in your life? I believe the Lord wants us to remember, to be intentional, to remember even when we're currently sitting in a place that's not exactly or precisely where we want to be. And I can tell you, I'm encountering very few people who are where they want to be right now. So you're in good company, but the Lord's saying, would you remember the way home? Do you have it printed on your heart? Here's what the poet says next, and I think this is really important. He says, as they go, so these people going home – As they travel through the Valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The early rain also covers it with pools. He says they go from strength to strength. The God of gods will be seen in Zion. The word Baca, the Valley of Baca, that word means weeping in the Hebrew language. So he's saying, even as we walk through weeping and trouble, when we remember our citizenship is with God, our true home, Zion, we are able to navigate pain and hardship without losing our sense of being, without forgetting who we really are. Y'all, the Lord wants to remind you who you really are. Your circumstances, your sin tell you a different story than what the Lord wants to say over you. And I believe that for many of us walking through Bacca, that weeping and trouble, Bacca, that's defined us. And what we see here is that we can remain oriented even in the midst of trouble. That's God's desire for us. It doesn't mean we feel good all the time because when you go through trouble, you're not going to feel very great about it. But what the poet is saying here is we can endure trouble without forgetting who we are and where our story is headed in this Easter season. I want to remind you where your story is headed. Your story, if you belong to Jesus, is headed toward resurrection life. Your story is headed toward um, overcoming, toward triumph, not disillusionment and discouragement. And the Lord is saying to us, remember where you're going, even if where you are right now is not where you want to be. And I love how the poet ends. He says, a day in your courts is better than a thousand days elsewhere. Being in the right place, moving in the right direction is more important than satisfaction in other places where the satisfaction will be temporary and temporal. This is how we find rest for our souls. And so today I want to say to you here at the very beginning of this Easter season, if you are not where you want to be, If you have found that the last season, maybe the last year, has taken a toll on your heart and on your life, then orient yourself toward home, even if home, rest, belonging feels like it's a long way away. A journey of a thousand miles begins in one step and with one step, and maybe that's where you are today. Father, I pray for my friends, and I ask God that during this Easter season that you would meet us in real ways, that you would begin to put the map home in our hearts, that we would see that maybe we can't solve all of our problems, maybe we can't fix the accumulated pain or sin of the last months or year, but what we can do today is say, Lord Jesus, during this Easter season, we want to move our hearts toward new life. So let it be so. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you felt moved or inspired by something in this podcast, an idea, an image, or an impression, carry it with you into your day as a prayer, coming back to it again and again in the spaces throughout your day. Be curious about what God wants to show you. What in your life needs to hear this word of encouragement, inspiration, or course correction? And be courageous in your response. The Holy Spirit will give you the grace to carry out whatever He places on your heart. And thank you for being with us today. We look forward to having you with us again next time here at Renewing the Center.